Welcome back, everybody, to the SE Journey, where we like to bring on guests to share their journeys, how they got to a sales engineering field. My name is Chris Sprague, and with me, as always, is my co-host there, Zane Allen. How are you doing today, Zane? Great, Chris. Great to be doing this again. I'm happy to do this episode, and really excited about this episode because something a little different we're doing here. We have... Uh, I can introduce the guest already here. We have Brian Sullins with us, not Sullivan, not Sully, but Brian Sullins, uh, who I know through the FEMA community and we'll get to his story in a minute where he works today. But what I find exciting about this one is he's brand new to this thing called SE. Um, so really get a nice vi uh, view here of, of, of what it's like in the beginning, right? We, we can, remember what it was like for us those many years ago, but we have somebody fresh to the industry today. And so uh, uh, really excited to hear his take. Yeah, three months on Monday. Three months, nice, nice. Three so all out there that are listening that are trying to think about getting into the SE game, this is the closest you can get to that transition, right? And we'll, again, we'll talk about story and what that transition means, but, but uh, very, very excited to have you on, Brian. So thank you for joining us. Yeah, it's good to be here. Um. Yeah, so let's uh, let's let's get to it, Chris. Yeah, this this is exciting. Like you said, I mean, a lot of the reason we do this is to. We've always said we we didn't go to school for this. It took us many years to find our path here. It's exciting when we get a new colleague, right, in the sales engineering field. So I'm excited to talk about it. So that's right. That's right. I have a lot of conversation about people think about coming over, but this is great to hear that they get to that transition. Um, so yeah, Brian, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself a little more, uh, you are, have been a blogger, right? So you're not kind of new to that type of the field, but you do come from the customer side of things, but yeah, why don't you tell everybody about, uh, about, you know, who you are and what, what you're doing currently? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Brian Solens, I am a senior SE at VMware right now, currently, uh, heard of that. For the Pacific Northwest, so that's that's uh, Oregon and Washington currently is what I cover, but we have a larger area as well. Uh, but yeah, this uh, three months now, and before that, I was at a large retailer that is not Amazon, and I was responsible for. I'm going in reverse chronological order, apparently, <laughs> and uh, I was I was responsible for the uh, VMware infrastructure there. I was responsible for the uh, sort of DevOps, all the things, automate all the things, uh, and Kubernetes. So oh. I was responsible oh. for those three three big buzzwords uh, there at that particular retailer. And then before that, I was at uh, I was at Dell. And at Dell, there's a, there was an infrastructure as a service, healthcare cloud, quote unquote, at least what qualifies as cloud in the early you know, tens, you know, this was around 2012 when I made the transition over to doing engineering for realsies. For realsies. And uh, that was, that was a very large environment. That was 1200 plus ESXi host. That was 17, 12, 13,000 VMs ish. And we were also responsible for storage. So we did a lot of the uh, storage arrays for there too. The Dell compellent stream there. Um, and then before that, I was an IT trainer for a really, really long time. And I trained on all the Microsoft certs, the Linux certs, the VMware certs. So that's in a nutshell uh, what I did before. And now I'm an SE. And now you're an so, SE. But big but, but, but background there in vSphere and even the cloud yeah. stuff. And um, 
Okay. So yeah, I, uh, did it for a living and now you're transitioning into, into, into selling it. So that's, or, or supporting it or, or, or building out solutions for it. Yeah. Nice. The, the running joke that I use that my colleagues usually roll their eyes about is that since I have worked very closely with VMware as an engineer for so long, once I had the opportunity to, to become an SA with VMware, uh, I, I, I describe it like the mothership is calling me home and I was compelled to answer. And uh, here <laughs> I am. That's why I described it. It called me home. I love it. Okay. So, so you, the... Well, I'm just going to say that the uh, one of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why, and I do have a blog where I talk about this, thinkingoutcloud.org. I'll plug that a few times probably. Yeah, yep, absolutely. But um, one of your colleagues, if you don't mind me saying, the J.D. Wallace was one of the many people along this road who encouraged me to get where I am now because, as you mentioned before, I'm pretty heavily involved with BMUG here in uh, the Seattle area where, right. where I'm at. And I had been to a few VMUGs. I'd gotten, I had done a talk or two and JD also is very heavily involved in VMUG and we were just sitting around at the table and he wasn't the first person to encourage me to become an SE. Uh, and it was kind of a slow transition of the mindset of going from yeah, I'm doing this infrastructure code thing. It's pretty cool. I, I've got some pretty good job security. I've, felt like I could retire at the place I was, but over time, a lot of people, particularly SEs who are trying to sell me stuff, yeah. like, have you ever thought about being an SE? I think you'd make a good one just yeah. to have a little humble brag there. Yeah. And uh, for a while, I kind of demurred. I was like, mm, yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe I should ripen on the vine a little bit. You know, maybe I should, like, sort of, you know, process the whole idea of transitioning to the sales as a thing. And then finally sort of JD brought it up and I have a lot of respect for him. And he's like, you ever thought about being an SE? And I was like, yeah, but like those jobs are few and far between because nobody ever leaves them. Yeah. Or, or which, rarely. Which means it gotta be something for, to it, right? Yeah. For reasons, money being one of them, but that's not the <laughs> primary motivator for me, quite honestly. And I said, Hey, I, they're just few and far between. He's like, well, just get the word out now. It's like, you have a network of people through VMUG and the network that you have of people tell them now that you're interested so that if they feel like you're worthy of that, then they will call. And that's exactly what happened. I knew somebody who worked at VMware. I let her know I was interested and sure enough, you know, nine months later I got the call and you know, the rest is history as it were. So. Awesome. Oh, so you were yeah. happy with where you were. That's the great time to go look for something new, right? It's like, well, maybe my next goal is here, but I'm not, stressing to find that role. I'm, I'm very, you were very happy where, where you were, you were doing something that was fulfilling, you know, all the things. So that's, that's great. Great perspective. Great, I think, great advice. I, yeah, I, well, I think it is. And I, well, it's the, first of all, the, as far as like people learning or people, you know, thinking about doing this, you know, take JD's advice, which is get the word out now. Don't wait. Uh, I think a lot of IT people, it's very common. I think this is common knowledge. And I think everybody, even at the management level, understands this. That IT people are always looking. Mm -hmm. Always be looking, right? Um, and uh, I put the word out. I honestly didn't think anything would come of it. And also, the, the job I have now was not the first one I interviewed for. Because oh. the, the two previous that I had... I, I just didn't get a good feeling. 
I didn't really believe in the, I'll keep it anonymous, but I didn't believe in their products. And I was like, yeah, I'll pass. Uh, but this one, I was like, hey, I this is something I've been doing for a really long time. I know the strengths and weaknesses and where the bodies are buried. So I could hit the ground running in some respects. That's a, a great point. It's It's got to yeah. be something that you want to stand behind, right? And feel comfortable architecting a real solution. Uh, and you know it's going to be good when you, you put can, it together. You can tell stories about it too, right? That maybe came into play. Like you knew you could translate stories to having sat behind behind the keyboard, if you will, uh, sitting in that yeah. position that maybe someone you're helping, uh, you could, you could take more of a consultative approach to your sale, right? It's not, um, and the reason I ask that is I know a lot of people I've talked about when I came over, they're like, Oh, I could never go into sales. And I'm like, well, if you think of it like that, like I'm just trying to convince somebody to buy something from me instead of, Hey, no, I, I, I know these solutions. I've been building them forever, uh, or for myself or my organization, I can, grow and help others and others organizations. I think it's a whole different approach. Um, it's and the one that I like to take, right? Definitely so a mindset I, that I had. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe that comes into play. I don't yeah. want to put words in your mouth there, Brian, but maybe just asking if that's no, it's true. Uh, I mean, the, the, um, the way I, I looked at it, uh, making the transition and, you know, I can't stress enough that I had a before, you know, I was, <laughs> VMware had seven interviews, so it was the, the wow. usual gauntlets of interviews. Um, yeah. It was brutal for a reason. Uh, as a matter of fact, if it wasn't, you know, brutal and lengthy, I would have been like, hmm. But, you know, it seemed like <laughs> it, it, it fit for, for the caliber of company that they are. And I spoke with a lot of different SEs because at my previous jobs, I've been fortunate enough to work at, at enterprises before coming into VMware. So I worked for very large organizations and very large organizations are widely coveted by vendors or other vendors. Right. Yep. And um, so talking to them, I was like, Hey man, you know, they've been doing it as SEs. So a lot of the people who tried to sell me things, they were, they're still close friends of mine. They're part of my network. I called them for advice, which I might call you guys at two o'clock in the morning sometime just as a, <laughs> Is a jab, but um, a reminder <laughs> of our old IT days. There's yeah. the two, there's yeah, just, the two yeah, it would call. keep things fun. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, um, yeah I miss it. The, the way sure. the the conversation, you know, I'm a sounding board person, and a lot of times I'll I need to say things out loud before I sort of registered. And the thing that sort of made me realize that I've actually been doing this a lot longer than I thought is the fact that, particularly with the whole automation aspect, because if I've always tried to set myself apart from my peers and the way I did that is through automation. Mm -hmm. And what happens with automation is you get a lot of pushback. You get a lot of people who are like, "Whoa, we never automated things in the past and they're skeptical about it. So for at least four years previous, I had had to make a case to sell the automation that I do. Yeah. So yeah. that whole idea of, okay, I'm, I'm selling something internally. The process in my humble opinion the only difference is that doing it professionally, you're going to see a tangible, yeah. you know, if you're successful yeah. at it, yeah. you'll see the tangible, you know, the, they sign on the dotted line and you get money for it for the company, which would you work. Otherwise it's like, you know, I'm getting buy-in so I can do this thing that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it well, can be frustrating. Well, what you probably believe go ahead. is the right thing for the organization too, right? It's not just, you know, I mean, thousand percent. Okay. You should be doing um, this. It's and frustrating here's all the benefits. to some. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's kind of frustrating too because you know sometimes the pushback's legitimate, or a lot of people have like really good questions, which I was fortunate enough to work work with some really good people who were like, oh, you know what, that is something we should think about when we do this. I yeah, I get it. But every once in a while, there'd be somebody who's like, why are we doing this? Because it's going to save the company one hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars over the next year. Well. Why is this a tough sell for you? I don't get it. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know, early in IT, we realized we want we're not inherently lazy, but we definitely want to not yeah. do repetitive tasks. Things that could be done by the the system itself should be left to the system. But put the work up front, right? To to, yeah. to build that automation so that you have a and you can move on to other things, right? There's other things you can do to innovate and. I, you know, Chris and I work for a company. That's kind of our take on everything. Like, why don't we eliminate all these tasks that you shouldn't be thinking about so you can go do whatever the business is. So uh, we get that. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious if, and I don't know if you had someone, Chris, but those other companies, which you don't have to name, I get it. Um, did you already, did you go into those interviews knowing you didn't really believe in the tech or did, is that something you discovered as you were interviewing, you know, kind of to the vein of, you know, you shouldn't, if, if you're thinking about getting this industry, maybe you should go out and explore those opportunities, even though, you know, you might decide along the way they aren't for you or, or were you just trying to get into the industry? If I may ask, and we're just Are you asking for like the, the it career. Uh, no, on the, I'm sorry. The SE stuff? stuff, the SE stuff. You said you had a couple organizations you interviewed outside of vSphere. Oh, okay. The ones that I did. Yeah. The ones that I did passed. you know that about the tech that you weren't too much of a believer in it? Did you kind of find that out in the interview process? Uh, you know, were you just trying to kind of find an SE role or um, just, just curious your thoughts on that. If you had uh, yeah, really kind of one of them was a conversation that I had with somebody in my network and, you know, he kind of described the whole situation and I was like, yeah, I don't think that this is really like a good, but it may have been. Yeah. So here's the, the answer for the first opportunity was it didn't strike me as a good one for me to do my first time out as an SE. Okay. Um, there are a lot of advantage. Like uh, it wasn't just the fact that I believe in VMware. It's also the fact that there's a huge support system there. There's, you know, the, the capability of bringing in a lot of more well-seasoned people because as an SE, a lot of our times is to like, at least the way it is where I work now is, you know, asking the proper questions to move things on to the next part of the deal. And we have a lot of specialists who come in and, you know, really get, cause I'm, I buy the fact that we have such a large wide range of products at VMware. Yeah. I am by definition, a generalist. Yeah. Because part of my, you know, I'm supposed to sort of get them on the hook with the different technologies that are going to benefit them. And I make those business um, connections between what they're yeah. trying to do and the sure. different things that we offer. And we have yeah, such they, a wide portfolio. There's no way I could be an expert in yeah, everything. Yeah, so we yeah, have. No, no. I know the nuance of every one like of these products. Up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, like an example, you're listening be, to the customer getting the, the situation. Oh, I think this is where we can help, and I know my product yeah. line. So why don't we stitch these together, and I'll bring in. Yeah. These, so these, so as far resources. as like there, there were, yeah. So as, as far as like the two factors with VMware, I was like, yes, I believe in the product, but also there's a huge support system for mm -hmm. somebody like me, and there was full disclosure in all of it. Everybody I talked to uh, in interviewing for VMware, they were very well aware that you know I've been 
in the IT industry as an engineer previously. So there was no like, uh, everybody very well understood that I don't have any quote unquote experience as like a field SE we'll call it. Yeah. But yeah, no, the first one was, yeah, it was just like, um, seems like an okay product, but it's not really something that I can, I can do right out of the gate. The first one. Uh, and then the other one, I just didn't believe in the product at all. And in the product it was kind of a okay. non-starter. So I think you, you answered my question saying generalist, but I, one of my questions was going to be, so what is your role? You're a core SE then, or whatever the yeah. term v, VMware uses for that role. That is what we use. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about, you know, we call it the SE journey, but could be sales engineer, systems engineer, solutions architect, right? There's all the cloud architects. There's all those yeah. names. So, but you're the yes. core field SE. And then, yeah, you have all sorts of, I mean, VMware has a ton of products now, right? So you have all sorts of specialists across those. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, um, some of the stuff that I did previously helps me out tremendously in what VMware sells. I mean, you know, I, I am able to hit the ground running, even though we didn't run, for example, Tanzu, um, even though we didn't run that at my previous gig, uh, understanding the underpinnings of how Kubernetes works and then translating that into Tanzu. And then also I was neck deep in Kubernetes previously. So some of the products I can just hit the ground running on. It's just a matter of translating how the nuances of how VMware does it, for example. But there are others that we sell a lot of that I have no real experience in, like Horizon, for example, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to get as much ramped up as I possibly can on it while also deferring to a lot of the experts that that do that. Although over time, my goal would be to be more well-versed in them so that it at least takes some of the burden off of the experts to where, you know, they can kind of start with, Oh, you know, the basics, cause Brian explained all of that to you. Let's get into like, what are your more deep technical questions that I just don't have the ability to answer right. as of yet. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. You mentioned your previous role, like you did Kubernetes automation, you know, a bunch of VMware stuff, uh, pretty good pretty good things to get into to get yourself into VMware there, right? So anybody out there listening, those are, those are good avenues. If you like what, that stuff, what, what could you look at in your IT career? If you're in IT, uh, to, to build those skill sets. Yep. Yep. So something else I wanted to ask Brian, I actually, in your first yeah. five minutes of talking, I think I had like 12 questions. Probably it was really interesting. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, wanna, we can block out more time. It's cool. One of them you mentioned was, um, I liked your humble brag that other people were telling you, you'd be good at the SE role. Yeah. Um, kind of for the listeners out there, what do you think it was they saw in you um, that that made them say that, right? If you have thoughts, I mean, I, I have my own thoughts, but. I do, yeah. Well, um, I'm gonna make this into a really, a much longer answer, but I promise you I'll come That's back good. to like answering yeah. the question. The way I look at it, and I did post a blog post on this and thinkingoutcloud.org on like what got me here from, I mean, and I went back We're two decades. We're going to put little chimes it's, in here. Part actually, two. Yeah, plug number two. <laughs> nice. yeah, I, like I said, I have no shame. I told you this. No, we'll, absolutely. We'll put it in the show, we'll put it in we'll the show in the notes. Show notes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. All right. Yeah. That's your way of saying shut up about it, Brian. We'll put it in the show notes. No, no. No, no. In fact, I'm going to come back and talk to you about that. So hey, it's the exact yeah, opposite. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel free to talk about as much as you want because we're good with it. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so 
I started in IT, quote unquote. My way in was training. I was a. Uh, I actually came from the uh, uh, public school teacher space. That's what I like. We were oh. talking about like not getting a degree in SE originally. I did not. I got my degree in literature and uh, English education. That's interesting. I want to come back to the teacher thing. Anyway, yeah, that's cool. And then uh, 2019 or uh, 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 1999, actually, I uh, switched over to training. I started with training like all basic computers and working my way up. So for like 12 years, I actually did uh, IT training, uh, working my way up, getting more technical certs and whatnot. And then in 2000, I also got my master's degree in information systems management, which set me on my road for like doing all of the business acumen stuff. Mm-hmm. So knowing how to do an ROI, I still use those skills. The master's degree was totally worth it because I can make those sort of business related, you know, connections with what I'm selling. So, and then training, I'm public speaking. I get out in front of people. I have no problem mm-hmm. doing public speaking. I draw all the things. I can make drawings, I whiteboard, all that other stuff. Um, and then getting the experience switching to, uh, engineering for realties in 2012. So there's that, um, the cell, we talked about the selling things internally. And then really the last real step was I got involved with VMUG and I guess we can sort of indirectly think of COVID as an additional thing that acted as the impetus for this, because I am not your stereotypical leave me alone and let me do my work IT person, not by any stretch of the imagination. And, um, I actually started working from home since like 2009. So I've been working from home since before it was a thing. Mm -hmm. And at first the novelty of it was great. It's like, okay, cool. This is awesome. But then like three years later, I gained 30 pounds and, you know, I drank like a fish and I was talking to inanimate objects in my house. It was kind of like frog in boiling water where it's like, yeah, working from home really isn't my thing. And then I literally you signed isolate on yourself to, all the time, right? Sometimes it's good. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I get that. I, I ended up, you know, coming up with my own strategies for um, overcoming those issues because you have to. Yeah. Um, and then. I literally signed on to my last gig before this one because they do have a three in two day out policy. So you have three days in the HQ and then two days out. And then six months later, no, a year and a half later, COVID hits and then I'm back working from home again. Oh. And uh, <laughs> try is right the last right. company. I, yeah. Try as they might, they tried to do a lot of like, okay, we're going to have these festivities. Well, everybody was still over the state of Washington. So spread out throughout even like the, the, the Western part of Washington. So we had people down in like Tacoma, which is kind of a long drive and all of that. There's still no interactions. And on top of that, I guess you can look at it on LinkedIn, but the company I worked for, the HQ ended up getting sold off during the pandemic. So we had no HQ to speak of quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So it was like nobody for a really long time. And so I just yeah. like was even more isolated and I just died every day inside, quite honestly, because I love talking to people. I love hearing about people's quirky, like, hobbies and shit. Like, I have so many questions, Chris, about all the stuff that you got back there. Yeah. Like your Star yeah. Wars and your and Zelda shirts and all that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're geeks. It's cool. Like, yeah, you get a right. chance to do that. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I love hearing about that kind of thing. So, I just naturally, have, over time, you know, and, and I guess it's sort of a, a slow progression, too, just like, I just love talking to people. I know to use the old cliche, I am a people person 
And it showed that VMUG, I, I guess really kind of what prompted this and the people to get back to your question of like, how did people see that in me? It was just the fact that I just like interact with people. I'm interested. I'm authentic. I'm like, tell me about this thing that you do. Like I, I ran into a guy who he makes his own tobacco pipes and they're beautiful. Wow. And I'm like, a lot of people might be bored by that, but I'm like, show me everything. How do you do it? I have so many questions out. Do you own a lathe? How do you work those? Where do you get the wood from? Like all the kind of, like, I love that kind of stuff. And I think it showed. And I think that's what like, you know, where JD was like, dude, you should really do this. And I'm like, okay. So that was kind of the, the last step really is that whole idea of I really sick and tired of sitting in my desk, just doing all these things. You know, I love coding. Don't get me wrong, but without the additional yeah. benefit of talking to people will just like just kill me yeah i realized that's about myself a long time ago too i can't just sit in front of the monitor for nine hours and then be fine nope yeah gotta do the interaction or other 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 things yeah do you, I, um, what's been great go ahead i'll go ahead. i was gonna say i i think you already really kind of answered this but i like the education piece um and this came up in another one though i, I don't know uh, when joe was on here um, he had edu his family was educators and I was wondering if there was a tie of why you wanted to be an SE. Uh, I myself was able to, I was an adjunct professor at the, uh, in California, the university I attended, uh, after I, you know, graduated, got my master's and was working in the, in the industry. Um, I loved it. Wasn't really a role. I didn't have a PhD or anything. And so the roles there were kind of, you know, they were what they were. Uh, but I liked that when I when I tried to stitch to SE, I said, oh, it is the aspect of the IT piece I've done. Uh, the yeah. And I agree with you. When I had my first interview, I said, I sell every day. I, I know I haven't sold before, but I do. So at that part, right, you know, the solution selling, the going out and kind of stitching stuff together, say, hey, this is how we're going to solve this problem, I think. And this is what it's going to take. Uh, and then that teaching, you know, the teaching piece and being able to kind of continue that education. Not to mention, I think teaching makes forces you i should say to have to understand something on such a a, a pretty big level mm -hmm. so that you can break it down and i'm not gonna say i think i strive every day to be successful at that i'm not saying i'm always successful but really you know you understand something if you could break it down for somebody so i'm just it sounds like you kind of answered the yes that is all the factors that brought you to this but but yeah. just kind of wanted to double down on the education piece I'm not saying people have 100%. to be an educator but it was, it was true for me no but i mean like um I taught freshman and junior English uh, at the public high school level for oh. two years. I had no business doing it. I was, I was, I was still a kid myself. I was in my early twenties. Wow. You know, I had no idea. Like I had no disciplinary capabilities whatsoever. So you know, with <laughs> adolescence. Yeah. yeah I, well, I, I prepared no... you for dealing with it people, right? I'm just kidding. I uh, yeah. I myself so, was one. So, I include yeah. myself in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Curious. So I guess the answer is yeah. Sorry to cut you off there, but well, um, yeah. I mean, like as far as like you know the whole idea of what are you doing as an SE, uh, it isn't necessarily just about presentations. It's the whole like whiteboarding. Uh, I, I feed off the whole idea of you know, hey, we need to do this thing, but I need to know, or the customer needs to do something. Okay, well, let's draw it out. Well, yeah. what do things look like now? What's your, yeah. you know, we have this thing and maybe it's your, maybe it's in your world of what you do as well, which is this whole idea of current state and future state. I'm assuming that's a relatively common conversation. Oh. So yeah. we talk about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, here's well, you guys tell me is the more seasoned SEs. Am let's I on put the right down, track? No, uh, I used yeah. to do it a lot. I mean, you know, we've Chris and I've kind of left the direct SC role, but but it still happens. Uh, but definitely, definitely that happens. Maybe some of that works before we get there. Uh, when I was an SE, absolutely. And and I don't know if you're the same. And you can see me talk with my hands mostly on here. I am a visual thinker, one thousand percent. And the whiteboard lets yeah. me do exactly that. Oh, tell me what your state looks like so I can see it. And oh, let's yep. bolt some stuff on here and talk about the solution we're going to. I'm actually working this out of my head live with you. And we're doing this together, um, you know, or, or maybe I already yeah. did work it out and I'm putting it down. But that and it has something and it lets me do something with my hands. So I'm not just, uh, you know, building in imaginary boxes. The, the, <laughs> the educational term for that type of thinking would be that you have abstract thinking skills. I, I think ah. you could call me abstract. Sure. <laughs> Is that right? Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, do, yeah. I do tend to, and this is kind of totally off topic, but I do tend to think out loud. I know that kind of freaks people out. You got to bring them no. into that. Like, Hey, we're, uh, <laughs> see <laughs> my partner over here. I have a story about that. Um, yeah. I think out loud and I had a, uh, HR professional. I think they were called a business HR. They, that's when I worked for the newspaper chain. Uh, she was a PhD and I'm just talking to her and she goes, you're a visual learner or thinker. And I'm like, okay. Goes, yeah. You, you, you think out loud. It probably bothers people, but you know, if you just let them know and I'm like, Hey, thank you. Thank you. I was, I was in my twenties then too. I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe that is the problem. Uh, some of the stuff I'm saying, you don't need to come along for the ride. I'll let you know when to jump on. <laughs> but anyway. Sorry, yeah, no, it, it, uh, I, I think out loud too. Um, especially when I'm angry. Like that's how I like, that's my, that's my healthy way. Well, heavy metal yeah. music and like, yelling out loud this is, you know uh is the way i just get it's just like i feel the aggression going down and down as i do those things i don't so yell at somebody we shouldn't it's be worried me, it's like, a healthy process up. and we know it's getting sales so we hear process, you do that yeah. that's great there's okay. no violence involved with it uh <laughs> and it's a it's a healthy way of getting out but now like um i've always been that way and uh i would sit out uh, on our porch and we, or, you know, patio, whatever it's called in your locale, whatever it is. Yeah. And like, I will work a lot of stuff out by talking out loud. And I used to like, my wife's so used to it now. She doesn't think anything of it, but at first I'd be like, Oh, sorry. I'm talking to myself. She's like, you don't need to apologize. That's how you, that's how you work stuff out. I get I it. it. All right, I cool. think it still gets my wife. Cause I don't know when I'm supposed to respond. And it's like, stresses me out when you just come <laughs> up talking and I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, she goes, Hey, just think it out loud. All right. All right. Like, look yeah, at me. Yeah. Am I supposed to respond to you? Like, no, no, we're good. <laughs> well, do you have that as an agreement where she says that? Do I, do I need to pay attention or? Yeah, I think we, we, we have to come up with that signal. Got a reminder every now and then. She does that. Yeah. It's, it, and, and actually being home with COVID, to your point, me being on a, on a phone, right? I got little blue or little white oh, things yeah. in my ear. It's like, are you talking to me? Are you talking out loud? Are you talking to some other disembodied voice on the, on the line in some other state? Yeah. You know, it's it's a little more confusing nowadays, but yeah. Yeah. Well, so abs- that's abstract thinker. I'm an abstract thinker, Chris. So no more making fun of me. Just we know that. You heard it here. We probably all are in somewhat a little bit, right? <laughs> thinking out loud. I actually, uh, that was brings back another that I had when Brian was talking about being inquisitive. Right. Being inquisitive, having that natural, you know, ability to, to think or want to know about stuff makes the discovery process of being an SE much easier, I would think. Right. Like I, I've definitely seen um, some very good at it, some that struggle at it more. But if you're already one of those people that wants to know about stuff, 
it's a lot easier than actually, you know, that's a skill you have to learn how to do discovery and figure out about a customer's environment and all the architecture. Yeah. But I know you tell me what you think, Brian, but you're, I've already noticed it. You're very naturally inquisitive. Got to make you really good at that. And it makes sense that that's something that stuck out to other SEs about, about you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm still learning uh, when it comes to like customer interactions. Um, I don't know where to start with this part, but um, the whole I'm, I'm learning more and more this whole idea of questioning being the main method for extracting information. I know it seems obvious now that I say that out loud. But there's a lot of times where uh, you just need to shut up and, like you said, be inquisitive. Oh. I am somewhat of an imperative person, and I get that from, you know, 12 years of having to, like, convince people of having to do it my way because it's the right way sort of situation. <laughs> a lot of, I kid. But, a, lot um, of, a lot of yelling so, and like, talking on the porch is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me record this, and, like, that way you can listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like, like I'm, I'm slowly but surely learning this whole idea of, like, being imperative can sometimes be a little threatening, even if you don't mean to be. Yeah. Sure. That sort of thing. Do you, yeah. Do you so, think it might you know, speak to your – and I'm probably taking it off where your train of thought was going, Chris, to – I mean, passion is really the only word I have for it. Your passion, yes. your enthusiasm for 100%. what you're talking about or for what it is, which also – yeah. And maybe maybe that's what we're talking about here. It's is a positive, I think, for Nessie an because that's what you're trying to convey. But I I could see to your point where it could also turn into yeah. not threatening but overbearing yeah. or, or 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 put defenses up on the other side and and then learning to kind of balance that. Yeah, I think as as I gain more and more experience with the here's something that has worked against me, and that is I have been fortunate fortunate enough to work at uh, enterprise level companies who have money, not always like, you know, it's not unlimited money, but like if it's a, something that does get a good ROI and yeah. whatnot, and I had a lot of trust from the people who I reported to, like, okay, hey, this thing over here, this is something that we should consider purchasing. Um, you can make the so, business so case large, for it, right? and show the, the You make a business value. case for yeah. it. Uh, the companies I work work with now are not categorized as enterprise level companies. They're sort of small to medium sized businesses who, you know, they're VMware existing customers or, you know, whatever. That's the sort of realm I work with now. And it's a different world and I'm getting more and more used to it by the day. Because the other okay. thing that I know this is going to sound super no, that's an interesting right translation word, like, because you're, if yeah. I hear you right, you're you're working with companies and I work in the commercial space, so I get it. Yeah. Uh, that are, yeah, that is ultimately, that is absolutely the way I should do it, but I don't have that budget. So what else you got? 100%. Right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And 100%. having to and, kind of adjust. To yeah, that. And the, yeah. And the transition has been kind of like, you know, a lot of the companies, you know, it's a different world. I, mean, I don't mean this in a detrimental way way to, the, to a lot of these companies, but you know, they're, they're smaller companies who, yep. you know, are short on staff and, you know, they're, they're, you know, working on kind of a shoestring budget, that sort of thing. 
and they'll describe this problem to me. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, I, I don't say this out loud, but yeah, you know, a lot of times they'll describe a problem to me that we used to solve while eating a sandwich over lunch at my old right. job. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> right, like, right. They just buy this thing, and put but it we in had the means and the money yeah. to buy, by which to do that. So yeah. it, the challenge is I have to have this mind shift of, okay, well, we need to be resourceful here because I'm always about like, yes, being inquisitive, but also like it needs to be mutually beneficial. Like I, I'm pretty sure this is also a thing, and I know this is going to sound cliche, and there are probably some skeptics on, on the, you know, listening to this who may not believe me when I say it. And I know you two are like this too, which is yeah. I'm going to make sure that what we're doing together, the consultative sales sort of thing, is something that's going to be beneficial for you that yeah. you're on board with, Absolutely. that we've walked through everything, 100%. we've done all the things, we've whiteboarded everything. I'm never going to like, oh, I need to hit my quota. So I'm going to shove down their throat something that I know they don't really need, but I got to, I got to meet a number. Like I, so far with working where I am now, every, (laughs) every person I work with, every person I work with has always been of that same mindset where it's like, no, 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 this is a consultative sale. We're going to be, we're all into, you know, working with, and this is, I think I can say this where we're an extension of their team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The a trusted, trusted advisor model, advisor, which is exactly what yeah. I signed on for. That yeah. I'm, a, I'm a long game person also, 100%. It's yeah. like, I know that me helping you right now, you know, I've literally said this on calls, which is like, hey, what we're doing right here, it, it, we make zero dollars on what we're talking about right now. Yeah. I want to help you solve the problem, right? Those are, those are good sure, things to point down out. The road, right? It sounds yep. salesy, but you're yep. really trying to show them like, no, I'm trying to do the right thing here. Like you own this already. Right. Or whatever. Let's just yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. That's, you're, so, I, yeah, I always looked at it as I believe in the customer life cycle and maybe that's my MBA training, but you know, sales are one thing, but I'm not selling, you know, we want to keep a customer. We want to grow a customer. I like to build things. I'd like to see success at the end of that rainbow. So um, anyway, yeah. Well, I get it. the long game, is something that I've seen because like a lot of what I'm operating on now and it's getting better and better. Like what I'm operating on now is previous to working at VMware, I I worked with a lot of really, really good SEs. A lot of them, like I said, are still friends, friends of mine now. And I've, I've worked with a lot of bad ones. So I'm going by, I'm taking all the good experiences and I'm going by that. And being a long game person already, a lot of times there were SEs who weren't pushy, but they were into the relationship part. They would have like a monthly cadence where they would, you know, like, Hey, let's just talk. Maybe we're not going to talk about something. We're going to sell you. Let's just like, you know, have like a half hour. Where we talk about what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of times there's a possible for lack of a better term sale that could be made. We'll call it that. I'd be like, yeah, but we're just not, that's not a thing for us right now. But then four months later, six months later, since we already have the relationship, Hey, tell me about this new thing. You know, Hey, here's a problem we're having and we actually would like your help. So like six months later could turn into something. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad, right. Going back to listening, right? Yeah. (laughs) I was just going to say, I'm glad you brought that around, around to listening because I think I mentioned inquisitive and maybe discovery and even questions. Um, but to make it clear for us, and especially those listening, what really the, actually what really my mind about it was your inquisitive nature leads you to want to listen and actually hear the answers, right? Not just ask questions. And that's actually where I was going with that. Like 
you, you know, you want to know how the guy carves out his his tobacco pipes, right? The wooden pipes. Mm-hmm. Not not so you could ask questions, but so you can get the answers and really listen. And yeah. I think that is really really important. And I was I like how you brought that around. Like different customers have different needs, so I can't just go tell them, right? I've yeah. got to listen to them and build a solution that fits them. Um, so I'm glad you did. I, I kind of miss said it maybe, but that's really what caught my mind was how much you're interested in hearing the answers. And I think, well, for me, I can't speak for everyone, but that's one of the things for me, I'm, as you see, I'm geeky. We get excited here. Sometimes we talk over each other, you know, and I noticed when I first started, people start talking. I get so excited about what they're saying. I'll jump in. Right. Yeah. And you got to go, okay, oh. hold off. I love talking about that. Slow, yeah, yeah. yeah, slow your roll, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Let them finish. Let's hear yeah. their story, and then we go at it, right? So that's hard that, to that's do. A, that's yeah. a skill too. Yeah. Or you've heard yeah, the thing was, before, so it was just easy to jump on it. You're like, yeah, but let's let them tell their. They they have to be yeah. heard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, soft, it is hard to do, but but to your point, you know, the whole comparison of you know towards the end of my sort of IT engineer career before I started doing this. Um, I, I could really kind of smell out the whole, like, uh, SE who just like what I call the finger guns type. It's kind of like a really stereotypical, <laughs> like used car salesman thing. So if there was a new SE and we got onto this call where they're doing their pitch as, uh, uh, as we say so in the industry pitch, yeah, you gotta get the pitch down. And if you know, they your just like, <laughs> yep. And and if the SE was just like, you know, here's the SE and then the SE starts talking and then like they start talking for a few minutes. I'm like, oh yeah, nope, you're out. You are done, sir wow. or ma'am. Because you're not listening to me. Like I'm supposed to tell you what I want, especially at the last company I was at because uh, we really had our stuff together. Yeah. So a lot of times we already knew what we wanted to do. We were just asking you how you can fit in with what we're doing. If you try to come in here and try to like redefine what you think we should be doing. Yeah. You're not, it's yeah. not, that's, we're getting unless, started off on the wrong foot. Unless you explicitly asked, right? Like we have no idea what to do in this area. Yes. What you got. That is also that, a but, thing. But you led yeah. that is what you're saying, right? Is, Correct. I, and I always tried that with my pitches or demos or whatever. Like, Hey, so, I understand these are the things you're trying to solve. Is that right? It's what you want to see, whatever it is. At least check in with them, right? <laughs> At least go, right. hey, I want to say words to you that are relevant and you're going to actually pick up on. I don't want to just show you all the buttons. Um, I think I think that's what you're saying. But that's well, that's an interesting real- insight right there. Hey, yeah. I was a customer and I would just reject you right off the gate mm. if you made and this And by behavior. the way, what I found usually with the SEs who did that is like, they just have like this boilerplate thing. And rather than like going from the customer to them and figuring out what the customer needs, they were just like, you know, have a boilerplate of stuff because they really don't have any knowledge outside of their whole little pitch and that's it. So it was, it was a double whammy. It's like, not only are you not listening to me, I also know you don't know what you're talking about. So that sort of thing. Cause you know, this talk track. Great. I'll watch a YouTube. One of the, right. I'll watch a YouTube the, pitch. <laughs> I don't need you. Well, yeah. One yeah. of the first books I read, and I can't remember uh, when I came over to the SE side, when I made the jump, um, I can't remember the title of it. So sorry. But, but it, basically one of the things in there was there is no standard demo, 
Right. I used to, like, I used to just give them the standard we demo. All, like, we all, the hell does that mean? We all have one, <laughs> but you know, it's like the sales guy's going to say, ah, oh, just give them your standard demo. No, no, no. What are we here <laughs> to help this customer solve? Right. Yeah. I think that goes yeah. back to what you said. We're, we're there to help customers solve a, 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 create a solution to solve a problem, not to sell a product. Right. That's, uh, I think that's what's cool about our jobs when you, you think you started outcomes. out like you're looking we, towards yeah. outcomes. Outcomes. We were all worried about moving into sales. And that was one of the things when I was like sales engineer. Oh, so there's a sales guy that can do that stuff. And I get to be the guy that talks about how it implements and what are you trying to solve for? And, and the good sales guys do that as well. Right. Yeah. Um, I've also had, I've, I've been in a number of those brands where Brian, where we begin and they go, Hey, my name is blah, blah, blah guy. Good to see you guys today. Here's Chris. And you're like, Oh, okay. I got this whole thing now. Thanks. Thanks, teammate. Um, but I always went to that. It's like, I'm not going to just jump into a demo. Even if I pull it up, I'm going to start asking questions about what the customer is looking for. Like Zane said, reiterate why we believe or, we're here and make sure those are correct. At least go down a path that you can start probing questions if you're not getting. Because I've, I've had those, right? They're just not saying anything like, oh, so, you know, this is working. Like, just something you do. Let me let me call back to you so you give me some sort of input. Otherwise, it's a lecture. Yep. Yeah. So now we're getting more into being an SE when we really talk about the journey. So yeah. one one question, well, um, another question. Brand new I have, SE here, right? And he's kind of. That's where I'm going. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and, you don't, and you don't have to answer this question if you don't want, but. Being yeah. new, are you happy that you made the transition? And we oh, man, that is a great question. Yes, that is a great or question. we will. You it's kind of cool because I get to field questions on this one because you are the inquisitive ones, and now I just get to field them. Um, <laughs> so I, I've actually uh, broken this down into two answers. Oh. Um, the first answer is, is Brian happy doing the SE? Uh, and the answer is 1,000 freaking percent. Uh, the whole idea of like, hey, and and we are starting to get back into a groove of like traveling out, going, getting face to face, doing the whole like SE, you know, wine dine here, let's go out to dinner and talk about all your stuff, right? That sort of thing. It's a drug that I hope never wears off for me. Because like, I, I love talking to people face to face. So that part has, you know, really worked out. So is Brian 100% happy with what I am doing? a thousand percent for all those different reasons. It's, I was well prepared by my network of SEs and my friends who are SEs where I was like, what should I be expecting? I, you know, and like everything that they've told me and all my instincts about it and all the things that I knew going in have worked out or even if they weren't what I expected, they worked out in the more positive light. And some of the SEs that I've also been talking to just that I've run into, cause we also have, you know, partner meetings and whatnot. Um, more than one have told me it's like the way you know you made the wrong move as being an SE is you have this sort of draw going back to doing what you did before. Like, ah, you know, I really want to go back and code in Python or I really yeah. want to go back and do some YAML or whatever. Nope. Not nope. one single <laughs> inkling. Well, I haven't thought about it at all. Nice. Now, I'm only three months in. Don't get me wrong. It'll um, come up. But I think, you're glad you have that skill set, but I get you. I get you. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what what well the likely thing, uh, if things work out financially, if I do feel like I want to go back to those things, I'll probably go the home lab route. I can foresee that at some point. 
that's, um, I, that's, a, that's, where, that's more of a money thing. Yeah. That's where most of us SCs got back into it, right, Chris? It'd be fair to say. We kind of build a home lab. I get a little hands-on here. Yeah. to break stuff. It's fun. And it helps us also talk about it more, too, right? If I yeah. go touch it. And yeah, I can see it. that happening. Yeah, I think I think that's um, a that's a healthy way to have the outcome. Don't, because you're not you're no longer hands on the keyboard. And I know you haven't said that here, right. but as an SE, you're the advisor. They do the work, right? You're not a professional services person. You know those those those, those right. groups exist. Uh, we are really here to guide them. Even customers that were like, "Hey, do you just want to take control?" I'm like, "How about I tell you how to do it and why I think you should do it, and let you make the choice on your own keyboard." <laughs> and you really have to make that distinction. So, home lab is a good place to go. Uh, break stuff. So, yep. I, I want to come back to the trusted advisor thing if we can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the second part to my answer of like, you know, uh, you know, is this a uh, thing I, I think is going to work? So the first answer is, is Brian happy doing it? Yes. The second answer is, am I successful from external feedback? Like uh, do my peers, the people I work with and the company I work for, are they happy with what I'm doing? It might be too early to tell, um, yes, a hundred percent. A lot of our success is based on, did you hit or exceed your sales number? Uh, duh, yeah. I get it. Right. Comes, comes down to revenue. Absolutely. But as a, but as a long game person, before we do like the end of the quarter stuff, the end of the month stuff, how do I know I'm doing well in the first place, which is kind of hard to measure because I think you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm picking up sort of like the SE job is what you make it mm-hmm. like there's no mm-hmm. there was no real like i mean there's there you know there's there's formalized training sure you know, that's good I, I get where you're going when you but, have a sales partner and you have a territory you run it like your business a bit a good yes. company so lets you run we, it like it's your business right almost say it's well but also starting to like, learn what your brand is in this space maybe too Correct. Throw that out yes, there, like, building your own who, brand, who but then I also like, yeah. There's a lot of different ways you can do the SE job, from what I've seen um, from That's people I meet internally. Like there, there are some SEs who do super awesome, and they have almost zero technical knowledge, yep. and good for them. Um, I, I, a lot of times I am able to fall back on my technical knowledge when all else fails, to like you know, but you know, score some points with a customer, for example, as it were. Um, so it, it's, it's also like, since there, since I can make it my own, what is the rubric criteria for knowing that I am successful? Yeah. So far yeah. it's been word of mouth. Like, well, you know, they ease seeing your praises. You're, you know, they bring you into calls, don't they? Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, Okay, I guess I'm doing all right. I, it might just be too early to kind of tell because as as I you know tick these different various boxes, however amorphously defined, um, there are newer and newer things that that I'm either guided for and I don't know about, or things that I just like come up on my own. It's like okay, well now I have this one thing down about like doing this whatever it is, and can now move on to this other thing. So I'm still on the rise, as it were. Sure. Um, and as far as I know, it's a two-way, three-sixty thing where I'm happy, they're happy, and I, I awesome. keep wanting to do it every day. I wake up like, let's do this, that sort of thing. Awesome. I think that's the. It's a scary. It can be a scary <laughs> leap, and we didn't even ask you if it was a. Well, it sounded like you were like, no, no. So I guess it was you, and then you were finally convinced. But I think a lot of us, that's what we do once we cross that border. 
or cross that edge, whatever, uh, step out yeah. of the, off the ledge, if you will. <laughs> it, it is that never look back, right? Like I really, uh, I, I know that. I even used to joke, worst day here, still better than most days in ops. Um, sorry, that's just how <laughs> my experience was. But <laughs> there's a whole different game, right? I'm not up every, I think we just kidded about getting calls at two in the morning. That doesn't happen anymore, right? So it's 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 a different world, different pressures and stresses. But uh, yeah, we, we tend to love it, so. Um, yeah. maybe, it's, maybe it's not for everybody. We haven't interviewed somebody yet. Maybe that's one to put for the show, uh, for the, for the future. Somebody that was an SE and went back. It'd be an interesting perspective, but, uh, yeah, I tend to believe Actually, they don't have go. the feelings that you have, right? That's probably why. Anyway. Likely. Yeah. Awesome. So, well, uh, Brian, I guess before we wrap it up here, is there anything else? This has been great, first of all. But is there anything else from what we talked about that you might point out? Again, our, our kind of goal is help people understand if this is something they could get into, be good at. Um, anything you might you know point out to them as far as you know this helped me get here or this is what I like doing that drew me to this? The last thoughts? Yeah, so um, I do talk about it a lot on my blog, thinkingoutcloud.org. Um, but I guess we can, you know, uh, cover two things at once to that end, uh, which we wanted to, I, I wanted to put a pin in the whole trusted advisor thing. Let's just go ahead and, you know, talk about that now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can talk about your because, blog as well. Cause I'm wondering how it, you know, factored into your, your, to your roles in SE as well. Right. Cause you've kind of yeah. done that stuff already. Uh, and some people wait till they're an SE to do it. Yeah. So, so the, maybe, maybe yeah, it's what I'm calling the, the trusted advisor paradox, where you are at the same time told that um, you need to be a trusted advisor, but also don't give advice to the customer because you're in pre-sales, that sort of <laughs> paradox um, there. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a bit of, it's, to, long story short, it's, it's a bit of a, uh, a balance it's a balancing act of picking and choosing when you do that because you know and people warn me about that they say well you shouldn't really be doing a lot of advice because i'm very well aware a hundred percent my job is to is to make money my job is to sell for the company uh yeah. my job is to you know that's that's really the primary primary thing and it can be easy to get bogged down with the whole consultative side path of like you know um like I've been in situations before where it's like, if they just gave this to me, I could fix this in a week. You know what I mean? If they just gave me access, I could fix this in a week. Because right. a lot of times, like, a lot of times if I can fix this one thing, then that opens the doorway to, like, them going on to the next, like, for their journey of what they want to do. So then it's like we can move things across on our end as well uh, as we move through whatever relationship we have. Right. So, but so, so it's easy to go down that rabbit hole of, Oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll just go ahead and do this for them or I'll consult or let's do a screen share. But every time you do that, that might take away from other things that you can be doing. It's a, you know, sort of um, the opportunity cost of doing that can be detrimental to like your performance. Right. And it can be a rabbit hole and you can get stuck doing that and, and whatnot. And it's just, I've learned to just kind of pick and choose. 
I've, I've done screen shares, but I've done it in justified reasons where it's like I have this sort of math in my head where it's like, is this something that I'm likely to be able to fix for them? And if it is, how long is it going to take? And if I can you know, reasonably do this in half an hour, let's do a screen share. Let's go over it. And then cool. Okay. So that would be a circumstance under which I would. But for the most part, I keep them at arm's length. Oh, we're having this problem with the thing. All right. Open a sport ticket. I'll help you. Here you go. Blah, blah, blah. That sort of thing. Yeah, so, you, so yeah, you got to get out of the realm and, and you're new to SE, right? And maybe this is what you're saying of, I used to go fix this because that's what you did. Yes. You were, you were the guy. I mean, you were the guy, yeah, right? especially so, when you're new. Yeah. And I'd have this skill set, and it's, I mean, it was your go-to, I get it. We, we were both there to um, you're learning the resources that you have, right? One of the reasons you wanted vSphere or uh, VMware, I keep saying vSphere, go to work for VMware because of all the backing you have. And it's not just from the sales organization. It's all the way through support, yeah. right? So yeah, you, 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 I would say over time you learn how to use those resources. I, I, you know, where I learned this, if, if I may add, uh, I was at an MSP for a while and our a director of ops looked at us and said, how come you guys won't just call support, right? Cause we had many apps that we supported and half the time, if I just got on the phone, They'll fix it in 20 minutes instead of us like, well, I want to have the answers. I want to be the smart guy. And she's like, just get it fixed. You're billable by the hour. I don't know what your problem is, right? Like, <laughs> I was like, you know, you're kind of right. <laughs> and when I got into IT yeah. management, I learned that too, right? Now it's vendor management for most things. I can take care of the things I can take care of, but we also pay large amounts of maintenance for these certain systems so that somebody could help me uh, with these things that may take me longer to do. So yeah, I, I think that's kind of, and I get it, but you also have to balance it because it's also... I'm putting a lot of concepts here. There are tactical engagements and there are strategic engagements, right? Tactical, let's just get this done. It's the right thing. Strategic, maybe I'll take a little extra time here because I do want this great outcomes. I do want this customer yeah. uh, life cycle. I do want this relationship to build. Or, I mean, and we even done it, um, and you're on the manufacturer side, so that's another level, right? Because you're removed from the partner, from the 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 professional services tier, right? You're kind of just the main, you know, on the manufacturer level, you're a piece of a solution. Um, and anyway, so it's, it's, it is a balance of that, that, you know, the reason I'm saying this is for those out there listening, like over time, you kind of, you know, you get how to get into that groove and when to be strategic. Hey, if I go the extra mile and that's, that's what I was going to say. Sometimes I've helped accounts that have nothing to do with what I directly support, right? What I directly am compensated for, uh, or help a partner on an account that isn't because strategically I love that. I like that partner. I like our value relationship and I want to help them so that we can keep that relationship growing. Right. So yeah, there's, I think so. Maybe I'm, I'm putting my thoughts on what you said, but you know, I think those are the things that, uh, no, you're 100 correct because the yeah. times the uh, I have I really have not done that because as we referred to earlier I don't have any real desire for doing it especially for other people I guess <laughs> so uh, but I do you know I do enjoy it when I yeah. do That's and who you were. in the in the instances that I have done it has scored a lot of points like I have a guy now who like now that I've opened that door he is very much like. Uh, and it's a nice little word for people to know what well, we call a champion for VMware in this case. Yeah. So he's singing our praises. He's trying to make all the buy-ins. He's more than willing to like help out. He's yeah. more than willing to like, Hey, let's all have a, and, and it isn't just like a, Hey, now we can talk to the C-level employees. And, you know, now we're talking no, it's like, you know, he's like, let's bring everybody into the conversation as a team and figure things out. So yeah, it's, yeah. It does and pay off if you do it that right. Makes sense. You just yeah. have to, yeah, have to pick the right time. Yeah, and then and then you got to have that barrier, right? Like, hey, I can't just be your guy all the time. Some of the things you got to go right. support for, but 
but yeah, there are, there are certain things I can help you with. Yeah, that's that is an interesting new one. These are the soft skills, right? That we learn. Hard skills are great. But the soft skills you kind of learn as you as you get into this SE role. Yep. How to successfully manage it's fun, your day. While you also do work-life yeah, it's, balance, it's right? We don't even talk about that yeah, much, but you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have seen a lot of SEs. You might even know some of them that have moved on from a company. I would say they got out of the SE game, but because they maybe took that on a little too much in their role and they got burnt out right. too, right? Because you're trying to now be the IT support and the yeah, burnout factor is a thing. And yeah, so you got yeah. to pay attention to that. Anyway. Absolutely. Sorry to add my two cents to your story, but I think that's kind of to add teeth. I think there's very, there's credibility in that. And that's an interesting take. Very early on in your SE career, you're going to do exactly that. You're going to get over that I should jump to SE. I think you're going to love it and say, yep, I want to stay here. But then it's defining maybe who you are, right? What your brand is, how you want to be as an SE. Yeah. But also that, that line of how much I do, how much I advise on and how much I, 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 I put to the other resources that the, that the company offers. Yeah. Maybe. The only other thing I will say um, uh, from a personal standpoint, and I don't know if this is something that, other new SEs have experienced, but I'm going to categorize people I contact as acquaintances. So not friends of mine or close friends of mine, like uh, work acquaintances where I wanted to get back in touch with them and, and all of that. Uh, I have a feeling they've ghosted me. Oh, so that's, that's a thing. Guy I don't know if that's true. Either that or it was a complete jerk from the first place and they never wanted to talk to me, but but yeah, I think a lot of times, like I'll contact them. To your point, uh, is like, hey man, it's just usually like, let's go have a beer or whatever. Nothing, and I think it's because uh, they think I'm trying to like, yeah, uh, do a salesy thing. But these people aren't even part of my account. I don't. I, they're not even. I. You almost I have to lead with that with all your conversations. You are not in my account list. I just want to hang, hang yeah, out with you. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but I'm no, I know you have so. some kind of angle. Yeah. Yeah. Ahead, yeah. No, I was just gonna say I, I've had one or two of those. One uh, like sticks out very clearly that I helped a lot as a reseller. Yeah. And as a reseller, you're a little more agnostic or a little more spread thin, however you want to put it. Uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> no, it's I mean, they're all different. But uh, and someone I thought kind of was a friend, you know, had a great relationship. I moved into the vendor space and it was the exact same thing. You want to go have a drink. Um, and like my old, like, like it got sent to like my old rep, right. Instead of any answer to me. And I've never, I've never talked to those people again, like ever, like, cause I think yeah. they just had this hard, Oh, you're trying to hit me up, which wasn't my goal at all. Um, so there's, right. a, little, there's a little bit of that. <laughs> so I guess this is advice for potential you know, for, for SEs that, you know, fun fact, we're not always trying to sell you something. No. Sometimes we're no. lonely and just need a friend yeah. just like yep. you. And we got yeah. an we're people account. too. And we got an expense account now, guys. Let's, uh, that's <laughs> yeah. true. It's the best of both worlds. That's right. Just kidding. Um, corporates, Asians that hire us. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. And if we ever talk yeah. shop, it's usually because we're interested and want to, help yeah, you go back solve to the something not, not or, yeah. we're not sell you something for me anyway right i mean to each their own obviously we're all different but i think for the most part most of the SEs uh we've had on here are, are really about finding that 
correct solution, right? So yeah. we can do it over a beer every once in a while. Yep. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun role. It's a different take on it, and you know, it'd be interesting. I think if I don't know, as as Chris and I hopefully continue to do this podcast, it'd be great to get your take a year in too, right, or or two years in, or yes, or at your at your I will promotion. Also have a. I will also have a blog post uh, one year later to uh, promote at the time. Nice. Too. There you go. Nice. So, so think of your blog post. How, uh, does that play? Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about what it covers. Obviously, it wasn't SE related stuff up to now. But uh, speaking of abstract thinking, it's thinking out cloud. You know, I know we've said it a few times, but I yes. think there's there's no mistake as to why it's called that. Um, so that that was an interesting fact. Yeah. But has it? Helped already with the SE thing? You see it growing? Is it a, a good skill set for people to maybe start adopting now if they're thinking about getting into this? Uh, you think you're going to use it less? I mean, as far know, as like uh, doing Blogging. a blog, you mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast stuff. I, uh, I am 100% a fan of anybody starting a blog anywhere. I will support you um, for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, it started out as like, it's a journey blog, let's call it, let's say that, right? Whatever that means, uh, probably means what you think it means, but yeah. uh, it's a journey blog. I'm, I'm on this journey of like, okay, sometimes I'll have opinions, sometimes I'll have technical posts, um, but recently making the transition to SE, I went through this sort of existential like, what is this going to be now? I am a full and open book. I'm completely transparent. I made posts on like, hey, everybody, I'm an SE now. What do you think? <laughs> And, like, for the same reasons that you get ghosted, there might be people like, well, this was a technical blog before, but now he's going to try to sell me something with all the posts that he does. So I kind of braced myself for the fact that I might lose an audience, but then also maybe gain a new one. So I kind of felt like it's like a shift, quite honestly, because I do something different now. Um, I do something new. Those that want to come along with your journey will come along with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's and that's kind of how I approach it now. Good point, good point. So look, so everybody can look for more postings out there, but they're going to come along on this journey with you. I like that. That is how I kind of struggle with that. And I don't have a, such a prolific blog as you do, but mine was really specifically like, hey, I did this thing. And, my, and it was a journey then. And hey, I did this thing in my lab. I built this. This is yeah. a lot of it was just notes for me to keep too, so I could reference it again. Um, but, you know, as I come over here, like, hey, do I now give them my take on what it's like to be what I do now and my, and the new company I work for, that's a totally different space, you know? And, uh, I, I, I tend to think it should go that way. And you've, you've told me that's a, that's an okay, okay move to make. So thank you. Thank you, Brian. Actually, you, you know, you're doing the right thing. And this happened to me when you literally use your own blog post to solve a problem mm-hmm. that you forgot you wrote a blog post about, because yeah. I was having this issue with this, uh, was a power CLI command that I rarely use. And I was like, oh, I don't remember how to use this. So I went into, and I totally forgotten. I'd made a post about this whole thing. I went into Google, Google and I typed it in. <laughs> the second link down was my post. And I used that to like fix the option I was looking for. And I was like, okay, yeah. This is a I great blog. Like, oh, I wrote this. Oh yeah. Wait, this <laughs> is me. Yeah. I was smart two years ago. Look at me. Yeah. So that goes back when I was teaching networking. That was the one thing I did, by the way, was uh, document 
You know what IT people don't do? They don't document. <laughs> we don't document well. Not everybody, right? And they get into that bad habit. Right. So let's get in the good habit early. In fact, so much that my midterms were you had to change things. We used Nagios and I gamified it. Uh, the one that told me, I just took my notes and then I just changed everything you asked. And I said, you win. You win. You're going to you're gonna be the most successful IT person out there. Uh, so yeah. anyway, use your blog, huh? Two for one. Document yeah. and That's right. you know, get out there in the world and start start building a brand. Um, so yeah, I know we're going long. I think, I don't know if there's anything else, but what we usually ask at the end, if, if there isn't anything else you want to wrap up with Brian, I mean, you have quite a lot of wisdom here and I look forward to your, uh, to your year in or, you know, checking in with you as you go forward. But we do like to ask all the guests or we do ask all the guests. I don't know if we like it. Chris, you'll tell me if you like it. Uh, again, kind of on this learning tip is your, is your best, uh, I give people an out with, uh, you know, and it usually ties more to their IT career, but, you know, what's the best moment you're most proud of? I think you've actually highlighted a lot of those already. But we also think it's very interesting to hear the biggest mess up that you were involved yeah. in or that you did or that you that you learned a good lesson from. And um, if you care to share anything like that um, or yeah, one that you were, were privy to, that, that'd be awesome. Uh, so the, the best day is really easy. Um, I built a we'll call it an automation platform, which I didn't build hundred percent myself, but I did code out uh, zero touch ESXi rollouts uh, fully automated. So going from bare metal ESXi in vCenter ready to take on VMs in 18 minutes. Wow. And once I got that nice. working, cause I am, I'm the type that like uh, I don't understand when it comes from an automation standpoint, I don't understand why people can build automation and be so nonchalant about it. It's yeah. it, automation is like, I have, that's the, I have passion about a lot of things, but the automation things, I am the type who just gets so excited about it. And when it works, I'm the type that cheers and whatnot. My wife's like, what are you cheering about? Uh, like, did somebody score a touchdown? Like, nope, <laughs> yeah. my robot like, worked. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. My robot did. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Look what yes. it's doing. Yeah. It's yes, all it uneventful, did. right? It's just 18 minutes of code. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, everything works and what now. Was like, beautiful about, okay. And what was beautiful about that is that it opened up a whole, unlocked a whole bunch of doors for us to be, uh, to save the company a lot of money. It saved us a lot of time. It's, yeah. It was a, sort of a, a, another step along the way to doing things that an enterprise does. So that was that was one of the best best things. Um, I'm gonna re I'm gonna reword your question a little bit because this per se wasn't really my screw up, but the worst night I ever had by far as an IT person is change it. Yeah, <laughs> is December sixteenth, two thousand fifteen. Oh, it's oh. memorable. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's how memory. Yes. I know that for a bunch of different how, reasons. How long did this day actually turn into is what I'll be curious. Cause I've had 32 uh, hours. It turned in into a, it was a 13 hour night. Yeah. Sorry. So it added onto your day. Yeah. That's why I tell people I've had 32 hour days, so meaning I didn't go home uh, for quite some yes, time. Yes, I did not. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. And the way it went down is uh, I'll keep the sort of technology anonymous, but on this particular storage array, we ran 70 different storage arrays and there were only two people who knew to, uh, how to upgrade these arrays. Okay. The controllers for them. And that was yeah. me and one other guy. So we split it up 35 and 35 
and we uh, needed to apply updates to all these before the connection cert expired for the UI for these. So it had to be done oh, so by time bomb here. December. Had a timeline. Yeah. <laughs> it had to be done by December 18th of this year in 2015. Oh. Right. So, um, this very this was the very last one that needed to be done. Thirty four out of thirty five of these updates had gone flawlessly, yeah. no issues whatsoever, so no problem. But what could happen on that thirty fifth one, right? Right. Yeah, I'm sure it's routine. <laughs> the The reason why this one was saved for dead last is is because uh, it was this was an infrastructure as a service healthcare cloud. So mm. this was an array that a hospital in a co located situation had put like stuff like I don't know medication distribution for cancer treatments and you know x-rays and just all kinds of stuff that are you know part and parcel of the business for this particular hospital but what they did was we knew we were going to do this update and at 10 p.m their time or 10 p.m our time so 1 1 a.m your their time was the only time we could really do this and have uh sort of a maintenance window to do it so we made all the arrangements, we shut down all the applications and, uh, you know, sort of out of safety. So there wasn't any data loss in case something went wrong. Okay. And, uh, and additionally, 34 out of these had been done independently with just us and our internal team. The customer wanted to be in on the call for the upgrade. Okay. On December, you know, the night of December 15th and one or the December 16th at 1am. And I'm like, all right, I'm not really used to that, but it's cool. I'm a people person. It's fine. And, like, so there's intermediaries. There's, like, the salespeople for the product are on the line and everything. Oh, jeez. Okay. And a lot, we a lot sign of cooks. in. A lot of cooks in the kitchen. And we, <laughs> sign, we get signed in. And one of the, one of the reps for the, uh, the, the healthcare cloud that we had sold, he's like, I knew, I knew him. He's like, hey, Brian, what do you expect today? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm usually really good with putting everybody's mind at ease. But I opened my big mouth and I said, oh, well, you know, uh, we're going to know within the first 30 seconds, because if anything is going to go wrong, it's going to be 30, you know, in the first 30 seconds. And if that happens, it's, yeah. and then I had this long pregnant pause. It's going to be a long night. And then he's on teams and he's like, dude, don't say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, um, you're like, ha ha ha. I'm so get, funny. Yeah. You know, <laughs> one o'clock rolls around start the ticket and everything. And you, you guys probably know this, but like when it comes to like doing updates to storage controllers, there are two of them and you start updating one of them. And it, these are active active. So you start updating one of them. It's got to fail over to the other one so that the update can take place and reboot and all that stuff. If something is going to go wrong, at least on these controllers, it's going to go wrong there. Yeah. I mean, which means it's going to happen in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. And Murphy's Law decided to take over, and I launched the update, and it just, like, fails in the first 30 seconds. It fail, It doesn't fail over. The controller goes down, and you have 80 vSphere 1s, 80 vSphere data stores just all at once go offline. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> Not my fault, by the way, because the the vendor God. had wa- done all the like pre checks and they gave it good, and, you know, like, all the ch- uh, yep. green light, you know, thumbs up or what. So, it wasn't really my fault per se. So uh, it gets worse because then the controller did not come back online. Yeah, because I'm thinking, oh well, once it comes back online, 
it'll get realigned and all that. And then it just, it didn't happen. So, oh, so like, did they order, order one off eBay like my old company did? <laughs> oh, they had the controllers? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Need a new controller. That is a thing. Yeah. To replace yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. We're, we're not there yet. Sorry. Okay. Now, so at this point, I got to call support. So I do. And, you know, I'm on sort of a separate phone call. I tell everybody, oh, yeah, hey, it failed. But it's, you know, since all the applications are shut down anyway, we should be good. You're not going to have any data loss. It's fine. Sort of plan for this. Felt okay about it. But it's December 16th. It is rounding the corner towards Christmas. Mm. So do support people. Here's a fun fact. Do support people have a full staff around Christmas time when you call them up? Especially since this was an expiring cert, which is a known issue that pretty much everybody waited the last minute for. So not only were the support staff short staffed, a bunch of people are all calling all at once. So um, I'm like trying to like, (laughs) yes. So I'm like, Hey, here's the thing. I had a controller fail during an upgrade. So I need you to like go into it because there's a way for them to go in and just re-register those on the other controller. They just have to do it manually now. Okay. So, um, I'm like, here's the thing. I need to do this. And they're like, okay, well, we're trying to escalate because that can only be done by tier three or whatever. So 2 a.m. goes by. 3 a.m. goes by. 4 a.m. These these data stores are all down. You know, 4 a.m. rolls by. And I'm trying to, people are like, hey, how come this isn't being fixed? And I'm like, I don't know. Is it support? Is this the way it's happening? And I'm trying to brainstorm with another storage person and we come up with a grand idea of well you know if we like unregister the LUN on the storage side and re-register it it'll be registered on the up controller and i'm like that is a good idea but we have 80 of them and it's not scripted yeah. that is a lot <laughs> plus so plus you have to figure out what it is currently configured to what's it's mapped to now what's it's zoned to you yeah. can make a mistake and then then you're screwed so that was kind of our last resort and then uh 5 a.m rolls around now remember, everybody's in the call. Uh, charge nurses at the hospital are on the call for oncology. Uh, for all yeah. the, they're on the call, and we're rolling around at five or five a.m. And uh, one of the applications person chimes in and says, "Well, hey Brian, just so you know, it's going to take two hours for application to resync when it comes back online." Oh jeez. So that means seven a.m. Pushed out your yeah. If it if it works yeah. right now, seven a.m. Yeah, and by the way, Man. that was said on the call in front of everybody. Yeah. The applications person said this, and uh, that puts us at seven a.m. And uh, one of the charge nurses was she justifiably forgive my friend she justifiably went apeshit. She's like, <laughs> yeah. I have people coming in for cancer treatment starting at yeah. 7 a.m. And um, I'm not going to tell them. And they're because apparently uh, when people get cancer treatment, a lot of times they'll bring their families with them. Yeah. It's like, I can't tell these kids that their mom and dad can't get the treatment. And she's just like, and uh, you know what? God bless her. Cause she was right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, would, yeah. I would do the same thing. You're like this so dumb controller is going to cause this problem in the real world. Right. Which yes. Could be life and death too, right? We always say, uh, oh, no one dies, but hundred percent. I don't know. At least the treatment doesn't get happened. Yeah. So so me and this other storage guy finally we just started, okay, last resort, we've got to go through and we started getting stuff. You know, he was able to prioritize which ones were aligned with the applications. Mm-hmm. So we started getting those back online one by one. Then finally support chimed in and they ran the script, brought it back on with the one single controller, and we got everything back up and running at seven ten AM. Oh wow. 
Yes. The, the application so too, or now you had to add the two hours. So it was like everything was ready to go at seven ten right, a.m. Right, in the morning for them in their time zone. So they essentially didn't really sort of miss a beat, as it were, other than sorry, your nice. cancer treatment's going to be put off for ten minutes. Yeah, so, which is I guess is fine. A lot of stress and. You know, nothing like oh, a dude, it was nothing like a deadline. I was huh? exhausted at the end of that. I was just like, wow, it was. So that's my worst it's night, December 16th. Half the people on there had to go get medical treatment because of the high blood pressure they have now. Yeah, yeah. All the. All yeah, the but things. it's all about me. It's my problem. I was wow. exhausted and that's what's important. Yeah. No, I'm just as I'm saying, but it caused yeah repercussions. Wow. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, Good nothing. One. Yeah. All right. So was that you. the worst bad day you've had? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's bad days. They're yeah. all something like that. Yeah, I took down a yeah. large group of something generally, right? Yeah, like, like a races configurations on a, I don't know, UCS network or something like that. You know, similar. Yeah. Sounds like they got back yeah. from it a little bit more. I think your stakes were a little, or a lot higher. Let's, let's you, be honest. Yours was like a bad, <laughs> a bad yeah. situation that you almost had a victory at the end, right? Like you yeah. really, that was what's cool about kind of your story. You guys really yeah. turned around, made it happen. Like we said, for the customer, and I, I used it to argue this all the time support. when I was in IT. I'm like, we're not just here to play with tech; we're here to support the business. Like yeah. that's what yeah. we do, right? So, that's yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, I could have gone. Oh, I have another one too, but it's too lengthy. I've already I've already <laughs> taken enough time. But uh, we had a, <laughs> I got a ransomware takes. story. Maybe we'll talk about that next year. Yeah, next year. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we can record it anytime. Uh, yeah, no ransom ransomware. Uh, I got some interesting ones of those as well. Those are, those are fun. I remember calling everybody in a room to show them a denial of service attack once. I thought it was pretty exciting. It was isolated, but I'm like, look at it. That's what it looks like. That's a, that's a yeah. sin flood. <laughs> and they're like, why are yep. you so excited about it? I'm like, this is the coolest thing. I'm seeing it live. This guy thinks What's he's going us. on. <laughs> I, I did max spoofing once as a, as a demo. That was fun. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, this uh, this person sending something over here, but we can see it, and we're not supposed to. Thanks. Yeah, yeah hacking hacking is fun. I mean, fun in a in a educational Ethical. sense, in a controlled Ethical. demo uh, yeah. way. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, yeah. No, this was this has been great. I think maybe uh, well we can end it there. But I I appreciate you sharing. All these stories, I think it's a great perspective. I mean, three months in, you've already kind of yeah. have some of this figured out. Sounds like you have a great network. That's what kind of helped you kind of get here. You know, you've, you've built on it and you're reflecting just right. So thanks yeah, for sharing I enjoyed with our the heck out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, it. It's good to be here. Good. And, and thank you yep. all. If, if you stuck with us out there listening and, you know, let us know if, if you are here still, let us give us some feedback. Do you like these yep. long chats? Are we kind of hitting on things you want to hear? And, you know, we always want to make this uh, better and, and um, the the most useful it can be. Right? So. Yeah. Yeah. And right. Thanks, get guys. More people to come hang out with us because we, we love having these discussions. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Brian. Thank Again, you. I guess that's, that's a wrap thank for you, the SE journey. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll see you around in the network. What are you talking about? Yeah. See you at the next VMUG yeah. event. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Back, 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 back,